Hello, everybody. Welcome back to today's episode of the Chicago Sports Insider Podcast. Let's start today's episode off talking about the White Sox, who defeated the Cincinnati Reds last night 6-1. to one. Gavin Sheets got the scoring started off for the Sox as he would hit a two-run home run, his 11th of the year into right field, making it a 2 to nothing Sox lead. Bottom of the fourth inning, Larry Garcia would single in center field, scoring Jose Abreu, making it a 3 to nothing Sox lead now. And then a single that same inning from Gavin Sheets scores Yohan Mankata, making it a 4 to nothing game. Bottom of the fifth inning with a man on third, a wild pitch from Sonny Gray would cause Luis Robert to score, making it a 5-0 Sox lead now. Bottom of the seventh inning, Tim Anderson would hit his 17th home run of the season, making it a 6-0 Sox lead. Top of the ninth inning, however, Delino DeShields would end the shutout as he would double to score Kyle Farmer, making it a 6-1 game, but Sox pick up the win anyways. Carlos Rodon goes five innings, allows one hit, no earned runs, two walks, four strikeouts on the game. He picks up the win, his 13th of the season. So nice game. Uh, Nice to have him back. Nice to see him go somewhat deep into that game. So Sox will be off today, but they will be taking on the Detroit Tigers in Chicago for the final series of the season. Lance Lynn on the mound for that for the first game of the series. He's 10 and 6 with a 2.72 ERA, and Willie Peralta on the mound for the Tigers. He's 4 and 4 with a 3.08 ERA on the year. Those games will be Friday, Saturday, and Sunday before the Sox head into the postseason. But another Sox news: they will be losing uh, shortstop Tim Anderson, who has been suspended three games after making contact with an ump during Monday's bench-clearing brawl in Detroit. So the brawl started when Jose Abreu was hit by a pitch from uh, from a Tigers reliever, and then he ended up sliding hard into second base towards shortstop Nico Goodrum, which caused a big outbreak and ended up having a, uh, a big brawl on the field, a bench-clearing brawl. And Tim Anderson has been suspended for it. I guess he made contact with an ump. Apparently, he pushed the ump out of the way during the during the uh, the scuffle in Detroit, and he has now been suspended for it. So uh, it's unclear whether he's going to be missing the final three games of the season here, or he's possibly going to take his suspension into next season and be suspended for the first three games of next year. But still, a huge loss. Whatever way you look at it, obviously you want to keep him around. But uh, still, he uh, you know him not being here next season could also hurt you a little bit as well because the team tends to go where uh, Tim Anderson goes. Now, when he's hurt, the team sort of falls apart. And the Cubs defeated the Pittsburgh Pirates 3-2 last night in the second game of their three-game series. Top of the fifth inning, Wilson Contreras got the Cubs on the board with a sacrifice fly to center field, scoring Rafael Ortega, making it a 1-0 Cubs lead. Bottom of the sixth, however, Brian Reynolds would triple to score Yossi Tushugo, making it a 1-1 tie game. Then a sacrifice fly from Kevin Newman would score Brian Reynolds, making it a 2-1 game now. Top of the seventh inning, Wills Contreras, however, would bring the Cubs right back into the game, doubling to score Trace Thompson and Frank Schwindel, making it a 3-2 game. That's how it would finish here. Kyle Hendricks goes five innings, lost five hits, two earned runs, one walk, five strikeouts on the game. He has a nice uh, finish to his season. Adam Morgan picks up the win. He goes one inning, allows one walk and one strikeout. Cody Hoyer picks up the save, his second save of the year. He goes one inning, allowing no hits and no walks. So the Cubs will be taking on the Pirates again tonight in the third game of the series. Justin Steele on the mound for this game. He's three and four with a four with a four eighty-six ERA. Miguel Yehor is on the mound for the Pirates. He is 0-1 with a 485 ERA. Then the Cubs will be heading to St. Louis to take on the Cardinals. That will be the final game or the final series of the season here. 
And last night, the Blackhawks were defeated in a shootout in the first preseason game of the year by the Detroit Red Wings, 4-3. to uh, It was a pretty solid game for the Sox, for the Blackhawks, however. Uh, goals were scored by Brandon Hagel, ja, uh, Dominic Kubelik, and Jahir Karahar. So, uh, interesting. Uh, obviously, the new acquisition in Kara finally scoring a goal in his first actual game with the Hawks. Hagel, a guy who we expected to be taking a huge step this season. Uh, he gets on the board. He has eight shots on goal as well in this game. Dominic Kubelik uh, picked up the first goal of the game. A nice backhander going five-hole on uh, Thomas Grice. But unfortunately, Hawks fall on this one. The shootout goals were scored by Jonathan Taze and rookie Lucas Reichel, who I will say uh, had a pretty nice night. He uh, he had one shot on goal, but still he uh, looked really good on both sides of the zone, which is something that he's, uh, he's been credited for being very good at in his career and here's some takeaways uh, we have from the first preseason game of the season for the Blackhawks so the first preseason takeaway is that the uh, the captain Jonathan Taze the 33 year old captain looked really good in this game uh, he held up really well in his first game back since uh, missing all of last season with chronic immune response syndrome uh, he played a total of 22 minutes in that game as well as three minutes on the power play as well as a minute on the penalty kill he also played in overtime and had the uh, goal in, in the shootout uh, he played a very physical game uh, obviously you were fearing that him getting older him missing an entire year of hockey he was going to regress a little bit especially with the type of game he plays which is more uh physically demanding on his body but uh he looked really good he he had a very nice night uh won 71 of his faceoffs as well which is something the hawks desperately needed him last year to do since they were some of the they're one of the worst faceoff percentage teams in the nhl so having him back is going to be huge for this team now uh, and uh, Kevin Lankinen looks like a really good backup option for the Blackhawks. So uh, Hawks obviously lose this game. Uh, it was a tough loss, but he had 30 saves on 33 shots in this one. Uh, and if it wasn't for those late goals by Detroit, I think he he uh, you know he has a really nice game, and he doesn't have a, have this loss next to his name. But unfortunately, uh, losing a shootout is going to suck there. Uh, I think he played a really nice game, though. I still think he's going to be maybe a top 10, maybe even top five uh, backup goaltender in the NFL. And the NHL, I mean, with uh, Mark Andre Fleury in net. And the third takeaway is that uh, is that Adam Gaudet looked really good in this game. He was second on the team with six shots on net. Only uh, the only guy in front of him was Brandon Hagel with eight, and made a lot of plays away from the puck as well. Uh, he was all over the ice. He was making a lot of he was blocking a lot of shots. He was playing good defensive zone. Uh, was playing a very good defensive zone game, and even drew a penalty in the third period, which uh, the Hawks would get their fourth uh, fourth power power play of the game. So I think he had a really nice night. Obviously, uh, he had a, you know, he's a guy who has a lot of upside from being a former Holby Baker award winner in college, but uh, I didn't really know what his future was going to be like with the Hawks. He was a you know, deadline acquisition from last year, which I sort of didn't expect him to be on the team this season. I thought he was going to possibly go to Seattle, possibly even be traded. But uh, so far in this first preseason game, he's looked really good, or he looked really good in that game. Uh, so the Hawks will next be taking on the St. Louis Blues tomorrow night in Chicago again at 7.30. Uh, rosters have not yet been announced for that game, but I'm expecting to see mostly the same players I saw last night, maybe in addition of a Seth jones or a patrick kane in this one so it should be interesting to watch but that's gonna do it for today's episode of the podcast thank you guys for tuning in and i'll see you guys tomorrow